Hey, 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 and welcome to the New World Order Podcast. Ah, uh, well, where to start? Um, we're going to go a little off script today. Um, we'll start. Um, this week's musical journey takes us to Sweden and the interesting dark sounds of ghost. If you're like me, when you hear the word ghost, first thing you think of is Patrick Swayze and Pottery Clay and Demi Moore, Whoopi Goldberg, that movie from the 90s, which was, what was the Unchained Melody playing, you know, in the big scene where, I don't know, he's like doing the whole whatever. But, um, yeah, that's not the, that's not the ghost we're talking about. The ghost we're talking about, um, you know, I can't say I'd heard their music until, uh, just recently, um, I'd heard of them. I had never listened to them. Um, they're a little different. Uh, I found them through, uh, YouTube. Um, when I was doing the change episode, I came across, uh, some really talented people doing covers. Um, I don't know if I've ever talked about this before. When I mean covers, I mean covers of other songs, which you'll find there's a ton of on YouTube. I love covers and different arrangements of songs. Um, I always have. I'm not sure why I just do. I think it's maybe it's that creative thing I have in my brain or whatever. But anyways, I came across this artist. Uh, her name was uh, her name is Violet Orlandi. Um, she's from Brazil, and she does covers as well as like her own stuff and collaborates with other people who are kind of doing the same thing, trying to make it. Um, she actually did an amazing cover of Change in the House of Flies by the Deftones, um, which we referenced a few episodes back. Um, and it's just, a, like I said, that's just an amazing song. Um, as well as she did an, a cool cover of Hurt by Nine Inch Nails. Uh, tons of other covers she has. She has kind of like this haunting, deep, ethereal voice. It's, it's really cool. Um, so anyways, when scrolling through some of her covers, I saw she'd done a ghost cover with a guy named Jonathan Young, and seeing as I'd never heard a ghost song, but had heard of Ghost, I, I listened to it, and I was like, wow, I really love this song, but you know, I was listening to their cover and their arrangement, um, so I thought, okay, is this, you know, just how they did the song, based on just things I'd heard her cover before, you know, where it was changed up a little bit, so, you know, I went to found some ghost stuff, and I was like, okay, they pretty much, you know, did the song as is, and the song has a great riff and hook, um, the lyrics are kind of dark, as ghost kind of treads on that whole dark, satanic vibe, um, I think maybe with most artists, it's all about imagery and theatrics, but who knows, maybe I'm wrong, um, I'm pretty open when it comes to music, you know, like I've said before, you know, don't lose your mind, I'm not condemning or embracing the occult, I just uh, enjoy some cool music and theatrics. Um, but yeah, uh, check out Ghost. Um, you know, the, the Square Hammer was the song we referenced for this episode. Uh, there's another one called uh, Dan Dance Macabre. Or I think that's what it is. Or Death Macabre. I don't know. It, it, something like that. It's a really cool song. It kind of has like that 80s metal... Um, throwback kind of sound to it they're really good um you know the lead singer will paint himself up like this skeletal pope 
and uh, like the anti-pope i think or whatever the rest of the band members all wear like the same kind of mask um but theatrics aside very talented uh cool songs um so yeah check out ghost um you know check out violet orlandi um I'm sure you'll like one or the other. Uh, maybe you'll like both. Uh, maybe if you're like me, you like covers, and it'll, you'll come across other artists they collaborate with and uh, go on from there. So I talk about all the time how the show's kind of scripted, which tries to keep me from hemming and hawing and doing the, uh, uh, well, you know, so really the only pauses are when I drop something, look at my phone, or take a sip of whiskey. Um, anyway, so I, I had scripted out what I was going to talk about, um, for one of the segments here. I was going to talk about the Freemasons. Um, I feel like, I don't know, maybe my mind was a hundred percent in it when I was researching it. It was just kind of one of those random topics I always wanted to talk about. So I, I think I'm going to table it, um, Till I can uh, maybe do a little more insight. Uh, just talk about some other things before I get back to uh, parts of the script that we're going to talk about. So um, we started watching the show the other day on uh, Netflix. And the show is not the reason we're going off script. Uh, called Clickbait. It's got, um, what's his name? Is it Adrian Grenier? He was, in, he was Vinny Chase in Entourage. That's what... Um, I remember him for, um, and you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, I don't know, almost like a noir whodunit kind of thing, um, you know, with like illusions of catfishing and it's kind of like a murder mystery thing. It, it, it says it's a limited series, so I don't know if it's just like a, you know, it's a series because it's just, it's probably, I assume it's based off a book. Um. And then it just, we haven't finished it. I think we're on like episode eight. Uh, Kai was tired, so I wanted to finish it tonight, but she was, she might still be out there, up there asleep on the couch. I'm not sure. Um, but anyways, yeah, so it's really good. If you have Netflix, check it out. It's in, when you go through Netflix and you're looking for something to watch, if you're like me, it takes forever. If you don't end up just rewatching something you've seen a hundred times, but it's in the top 10. It was like number six today. The other day it was number one. Um, I think he's all that bumped it, which I had no clue that was even a thing that they did like a remake of she's all that from the nineties with like Freddie Prinze, uh, Rachel Lee Cook. I believe Paul Walker was even in that. And, uh, now it's, he's all that. And the, uh, the kid that plays Johnny's son on, in, uh, oh, Cobra Kai is the makeover person i guess you know the the dork who has to be cool or whatever but um i believe she's all that originally was based on like the taming of the shrew um by shakespeare anyways but i could be wrong i could have the wrong one maybe it was medea not like the tyler perry one but um yeah so i like i said i've enjoyed clickbait check it out you want to watch he's all that be my guest let me know how it is maybe i'll get around to watching it one day when i'm extremely bored So, like I said, you know, sometimes things just happen, and sorry, I had a little bit of spill here, and um, 
It's ironic that I'm wiping spill off my coaster. Isn't that the whole purpose of a coaster? But anyways, and with life, and things can be unpredict you know, unpredictable. Um, I, I fancy myself, and, you know, I, I hope it comes across this way over here. I, I'm pretty real. The way you hear me talk on here, it's pretty much the way I talk. You know, maybe I don't say as much nice things in real life as maybe I do on here. But uh, those of you who listen and know me can probably vouch that, you know, I don't really have a filter. Um, you don't have to ask me what I'm thinking. I'm going to tell you. And I don't really sugarcoat things, you know. And I think part of that is life experience. Part of that is just who I am, um, you know. And I, I think sometimes I forget that not everybody's like that. You know, it, like a lot of things don't bother me. Like, you know, like I said, we've talked about before, I can't be offended, you're going to struggle really hard to hurt my feelings um, or to push me in a corner and, you know, and upset me or whatever. Um, you know, a few months ago when I was pretty much heartbroken over Chloe Dog, I, you know, it'd probably been four, 30 years since I'd felt lost like that. Um, you know, and that's not to say I haven't lost people, but that's just to say how you know, how many few things have been that close to me, um, you know, and like I said, sometimes I, the way things roll off me, I sometimes think other people do, uh, other people feel the same way or can be the same way, um, I, I like to think some of it is a skill I've learned or adapted, if you even want to call it that, some people call it a dysfunction, um, or see it as that, you know, sometimes it comes off as I don't care, I'm aloof, and, I'm, and it's not the case. Um, it's this stupid little basketball in here. I'm taking it out. Okay, I have like these cool ice cube things that, um, they're not really ice cubes, they're these things you freeze. Uh, Kai got me, and you put them in the, you, you know, leave them in the freezer, and then um, that's the paper towel to set this on, and... You put them in your drink, and they don't melt because they're like these metal things. Well, the, they're one of the one. There's like a football, and then there's like these two cubes, and there was like this big basketball. Well, the big basketball always wants to roll when you drink the glass. Obviously, it's round, so it keeps flicking whiskey on me. So I just took it out as I'm sipping my strawberry lemonade whiskey, which clearly I put way more whiskey in a glass than than was intended, but. I don't drink like you lightweight, white claw, Dave Matthews, Limp Biscuit loving people like Brandon. I'm just kidding, Brandon. I had to make fun of you after today. Um, but anyways, so when people vent to me or I'm very protective over the people I love. I am, you know, people in general, not so much. Um, so there was some stuff today Kai was upset and for the most part I did my listening because in the past she's told me too much all I do is give advice on what I would do what I think blah blah, blah. sometimes I just don't sometimes you just got to be like you got to be a sponge you're just there to soak up whatever's spilled and so I, I feel like I did a good portion of that you know and I did, like I said I don't like to see her upset and I think with um like with any family Sometimes there's always those people in the family that just suck. And, and it's 
I guess where I come from, it's okay to say they suck. You can still love people. I have a brother. I fucking... I, I despise him. I mean, I love him, but I despise him. I have no problem saying he sucks, and we have, like, no relationship. And I don't care if we ever do. But, like, it is what it is. Like, you know, he's useless. But anyways, so... You know, like I said, when I see people upset because of, you know, poor choices of others, and I'm like, well, you know, you should tell people how you feel. I mean, like, really tell them how you feel. You know, and I don't think relationship, bloodline, um, or any of that excludes you from having someone be blunt with you to the point that maybe it makes you uncomfortable, may make people in the room uncomfortable. The truth is the truth. You know, and, you know, it's kind of like, I used to always say, uh, I felt a duty <laughs> in customer service back in the day if someone was an idiot to go around in a roundabout way and kind of inform them of that. Because maybe they didn't know. So maybe they thought the whole time they were just doing things the right way because nobody ever took the time to say, man, you don't get it. You know, because sometimes it's easier. You know, it's easier to just walk away then try to fix it but anyway so we were dealing with that and i don't want to go into too much detail you know but like i said i hate to see my people's upset um and i think oftentimes people are too afraid to just be flat out blunt with people and tell them how you feel even if it's mean you know i don't know if it's, i guess even if it's harsh it's for like not not with malice but just you know Sometimes the truth is harsh, you know, sometimes it's okay to not like people, you know, like I've always subscribed to this theory that family isn't all about blood and DNA, family's about who has your back and whose back you got, and you know, it's it, it's a two-way street, you know, you don't waste time stressing over people who don't spend any time thinking about you, you just don't, and that's me, and like I said, that's how I'm built, you know, I guess I try to project that to others. I, it works for me. It may not work for everyone. Um, but that being what it is, um, that probably covered the duration of what we're going to talk about with the Masons. Which is a fascinating topic, and I promise we'll come back to it someday. Um, so, you know, I feel like I say this all the time. Uh, if you weren't living in a cave, you were. You heard on Thursday that the uh, idiot trying to be in charge of this country has said he is asking the Department of Labor to issue a mandate that any company with a hundred or more employees, man, those employees be vaccinated or receive two COVID tests a week, or maybe it was one. I, I don't know. As well as mandating that all federal employees be vaccinated. Um, where do you start with this nonsense? One, that's like the government pitching you a product because the vaccine is something created by Big Farm. Um, it doesn't even work. People still die of the vaccine. Um, I can think of, you know, I was informed of three people, you know, from people I know just in the last month or so. Um, so I find it crazy because like, it seemed like the whole time, like Trump was president, 
he was always looked at like a dictator, like some kind of fascist. You know, can, can we, if we go back and we look, you know, if we go into the, the archives or history, can we think of any freedoms that Trump tried to or did take away from the American people? I'll give you a hint. Um, he didn't try and he didn't take any. You know, and I guess first we should go over the very definition of a mandate. A mandate is an official order or a commission to do something. Technically, it has no legal standing. It's like asking to make a law, but it's not a law, if that makes sense. You know, and you would think that we've been in this whole COVID mess long enough where we wouldn't need any more of this bullshit, but uh, apparently we're not. Um, you know, and, and the biggest thing with it is, and I say this all the time because some of it's on us and I don't mean me personally because I don't buy into the shit, but just the masses, you know, as long as people keep buying into the propaganda of overcrowded hospitals and that the unvaccinated are spreading this, and that the vaccine actually does anything, this will continue. And, you know, and here's a big thing to remember. And, and I'm going to read this really slow. And I, and I want, I, like, think about it. Let it sink in. You know, odds are, if you're listening to this, you're one of the good guys anyways. But if everyone needs a vaccine... For it to protect people, it's not a vaccine. I'll say that again. If everyone needs a vaccine for it to protect people, it's not a vaccine. The truth is, what we're, we have here is an experimental drug with no long-term success studies on any living thing. Period fact that's undisputable we covered that episodes ago you can look it up it's all matter of record um the required research that it, this vaccine needs to fulfill its fda emergency approval this isn't like a normal approval um the obligation won't even be complete for two years and that's just a portion of the testing and research some of it has to be completed by 2026 Five years, people. Five years. And like I said, I talked about this a few episodes back. Every wow, hiccups. Everyone should know this. It's free public information. <clears throat> Strangely, though, with this mandate, um, excluded from the mandate are the people coming across the southern border illegally. So unvetted people, people just wandering in this country to, you know, they sell you on, oh, the prospect of a better life, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, people that are just coming here to suck on the teat of entitlement programs, you know, and, and fucking idiot Biden literally said this. And he said, our patience is growing thin, referring to those of us who refuse to play their medical experience, that, that the vaccinated people 
are, are, are growing, they're, they're losing their patience with us. Well, you know what? Come to my door. We'll discuss it. I have no problem dealing with any of you COVID idiots. You know, um, but I'm not going to be part of a medical experiment, especially when all these unvaxxed people coming across the border are being sent all over the country. And that's a fact. They're sending them on buses here, there, Florida, Texas, Iowa, Portland, Maine, you name it. They're being sent places. Um, imagine, imagine though. We have a sitting president threatening the American people, basically. On live TV, Trump was twice impeached for things that didn't even happen. For things taken out of context. For misconstrued, manipulative BS and propaganda. Yet, we get this traitor, Biden who actually does threaten the people for the world to see, and nothing. I mean, I got to ask myself, you know, is, is there no spine left in the Republican Party? You know, and if there is, is it only DeSantis and Abbott in Texas and Florida? You know, and, you know, Biden had no problem uh, threatening them either, saying those who would be in the way, referring to governors, would be pushed out of the way or run over for them to accomplish what they want. Ladies and gentlemen, that is like, that's unheard of in this country. Um, I, I don't, you know, we live in a country where criminals who pull weapons on police are shot and killed by the police and cities burn for months on end. Because we think those criminals deserve something better than what they got. That they were unfairly treated or unjustly punished, prosecuted, however you want to look at it. But yet, a sitting president threatens citizens, businesses, and the very constitution this country was founded on. And nothing. Nothing. I would have had no qualms if D.C. had been burnt to the ground Thursday night. None. None whatsoever. People really need to start looking around. You need to listen. Take some inventory of your soul and honestly think about what is at stake here. This president is negotiating with the Taliban, leaving Americans to die in Afghanistan, but it has no problem going on TV and threatening American citizens. Like, like think about that. Like, I personally would be on board with however or whatever it takes to remove this man from office. Whatever, you know. Fighting harder against your own citizens than you are against actual terrorists. Selling rhetoric that's meant to divide, spewing things like the unvaccinated have cost all of us. No, no we haven't. 
Fauci gain-of-function research, the NIH, the Wuhan Institute, they've cost lives. Those are the people that are responsible for this. But why are we not being told this? I mean, it's true. Fauci lied under oath before Congress. It's been proven. It's a matter of record. Yet here we are, with a president threatening and issuing ultimatums like an angry parent to the American people. Imagine the places, you know, that actually adhere to this unconstitutional mandate. And it results in people losing their jobs, which this results in a further lack of employees nationally in this country, further slows down production, distribution, uh, service, you know, the service industry, and more and more things become scarce. And people be really begin to hurt. And that's what'll happen. It'll almost seem like an unsolvable problem. Guess who's gonna swoop in and try to save the day? The government. So the same people who create the problem will then show up later on down the road with a solution. Because we'll be in a bad spot. And just like that, socialism walks in. You know, and my belief is that the time for reasoning with these people is gone. At some point, force needs to be used, and people need to pick sides. That includes law enforcement, the military, you know, because I've said this a million times, anyone forcing compliance in all of history has never been the good guy. Ever. And it's not about to change in this instance. You know, we have some red state governors uh, fighting the good fight and, you know, saying they're going to sue the federal government. And what they need to do is just not adhere to it and just be like, yeah, we're not doing that, you know. Um, but Biden is also, you know, like I said, threatening to take action against them. And I guess we'll see what happens when push comes to shove there. But just imagine this dementia-ridden, feeble, old fool trying to tough guy anyone. Seriously. Or, or even a red versus blue fight. You know, civil war, whatever. One side you have rainbow flag-waving, vagina hat-wearing, 27 gendered Fruit Loops. Versus people who serve this country, kill their own food, own 90% of the guns in this country. It won't be a long fight, and... The Dems will be 0-2 in civil wars. Uh, you know, and the feds, they can't enforce these mandates in states with non-compliance. They'll just talk empty threats. But um, I think it's really important to call their bluff and put them in a position where they would possibly go after entitlement programs to wage a war. Because they'll go after the weakest. You know, because liberals are cowards. They're all pussies. Like, it, it's a fact. Um, and honestly, their existence, we're to a point where their existence is no longer needed. If, if it ever was. You know, the states can take the fight to the feds, shun the feds, govern themselves, and protect their citizens from the tyranny of D.C. D.C. is not, no longer a place of the people or for the people. It's the head of the hydra. And it needs to go. It's, it's kind of like the fuel behind the propaganda machine that is the mainstream media. You know, and the media then is the next head that needs to go. Maybe that head needs to go first.
as long as it goes, I, I think it's a positive thing either way. You know, but the time, I, I think, is here to think about the long game. Like, don't be thinking short term. Stock up. Get your ammo, your necessities. Have yourself possibly in a position to be self-sustaining. Because that time may come. I, w I would never really, really think it would, but I, I, I think that day's closer now than it's ever been before. You know, and this isn't something you're going to be able to prepare for overnight. Think about, you know, security from the government, from your neighbor. You know, dark times and bad things await. And I believe, honestly, at this point, it's inevitable. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. I mean, we could all move to the red states, which, if you look at numbers, a majority of people are already in the process of doing that or have done that. When you look at states like California, Illinois, New York, Oregon, where people are leaving in droves, and then you look at states like Tennessee, Texas, Florida, Alabama, North Carolina, where people are flooding to because, you know, they're going to feel more produ more protected there, whether it be their rights, their families, or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's my thoughts on that. Uh, on a more somber note, you know, today is September 11th, 2021, you know, 20 years ago today, the events of September 11th were forever etched into our memories, into our hearts, our fears, our nightmares, you know, and two decades have passed, and honestly, what seems like the blink of an eye, I mean, if you think about it, we don't even live in the same world anymore, and it's unfathomable to think of the sacrifice so many gave that day. You know, I wrote a post on our Facebook page today how we were all witness to the best of the best that day. In a day with such evil, we were given the very definition of hero. You know, And if you're a listener on here, or you have been for a while, I'm very protective of the word hero. You know, I, I honestly believe we all should be. And it's unfortunate that we saturate that word and we use it so incorrectly and often without merit. I wouldn't say we, I would say people do, or are allowed to. You know, oh, look at these heroes. They wearing a dog collar and paint their hair blue and go to school. You're not a hero. You're a misfit. There's a difference. I, I feel like we went from this place of extreme patriotism to having sections of the population now saying the American flag is offensive. I believe we got soft. You know, and I always refer to this as the pussification of America. We got weak, complacent, and I think we forgot who we were in those days following and after the events of 9-11. You know, every year around this time, or, I don't know, whenever it seems like the moral fabric of this country is in decay, which it is, people often say we need to get back to who we were on September 12th. And in some ways, I think that would be a great thing. You know, it would be a good step towards healing this country, if that's possible. The difference now, I guess I look at the wounds of this country 
they're self-inflicted. You know, failed leaders, terrible policies, crumbling morality, lack of critical thinking. We need to be better. I want everyone to think about that. And I'm not this I'm not saying that this isn't a pay it forward be kind kumbaya kind of bullshit saying we just as a people as a whole we just need to be better you know and maybe take some time and reflect on that think about that um you know every year on this day i take some time you know they do the live reading of the names and i don't watch all of it but i always make some time to watch some of it i feel like that's what we should do. You know, we owe it to those people. Um, you know, we all remember exactly where we were, what we were doing. You know, this is like our Pearl Harbor, our JFK assassination. But I think we look at what we need to be and how we get back to those days following that. And think that's a step in the right direction which isn't a step this country is you know i don't i feel like we haven't taken a step in the right direction in a long time uh, but that's all i got folks um uh, i appreciate you joining me on the journey tonight um hope everyone's having a wonderful safe weekend and uh we'll see you next week thank you <laughs>